Celebrity Francesco with Specialist Bride and Beyond. How are you? I'm here with Carrie Tabaski. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to Thanks see you. Back. I'm like, I have that that Skype um, now song in my head. Oh. <laughs> boop, boop. We were, <laughs> we were dancing. <laughs> we have our guests on the phone and on Skype and they the whole music while we were getting her on the call, Carrie and I were both dancing at our microphones. It was a little pathetic, but kind of cute. Like, yeah, it was fun. Right? It was fun. Anyway, I am really, really, really excited to introduce our guest. Uh, today's episode is kind of special we have a lot going on. Everybody, the the collective we, we're coming up on the holidays, which is super exciting for a lot of people, but also super stressful and kind of sad for other people. I know totally. it's it's a it's upsetting. So, yeah. really, today's show is all about preserving your mental health around the holidays, strategies and salvation, and kind of just get you through it if that's what you need, or maybe certain times, maybe you don't need it the whole time. So. Today, I'm thrilled because we have Dr. Jocelyn Charnas back on Bitchless Bride and Beyond. We interviewed Dr. Charnas on season two, specifically episode three, and quote, expose the issues surrounding your wedding. We talked about therapy, couples therapy, cold feet, not being excited about your wedding planning, not being with the right together or being with the right together. And I asked Dr. Charnas to come back to discuss something especially important as we head into the holidays, mental health. So most of you will be spending a lot of time with your family over the next five weeks, some of that time especially concentrated. And instead of being a warm, happy time, it's brutal, it's difficult, it just sucks. Like, sorry to And it's cold. And it's cold and it's dark. I mean, if you're in New England and yes. other places But where it still cold. gets dark. I, yeah. I think part of it is that I'm feeling yeah. the seasonal depression, to be honest with you. So if you're planning a wedding, questions from your family, I'd say that meanwhile can be overwhelming. If you're single, you might get drilled with intrusive questions regarding your relationship status. And if you're married with kids, some family feel the need to judge your parenting. Oi. Oi. So what are some ways we can get through the holidays if we're feeling stressed and unsettled? So I have no idea. That's actually why I invited Dr. Charnas. And just to give you her background, I know this is a giant intro, but it's really important. Uh, Dr. Charnas is a PhD and a licensed clinical psychologist practicing on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. She treats adults with anxiety, depression, phase of life, and adjustment issues, and specializes in interpersonal and relationship issues. It's no surprise that Dr. Charnas has contributed to articles in the New York Times, Glamour, Huffington Post, blah 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 she's amazing. <laughs> so without further ado, Dr. Charnas, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Um, you know, I, I think this is, is such a great topic for, for Bitchless Bride and Beyond because there are a lot of parallels between the holidays and wedding planning. You know, I, I, I used to say that wedding planning is like the holidays, and, except it lasts a year and a half or a year, however long <laughs> you're for. That's a good so point. I, right? So I think that the you know, a lot of the issues that come up around wedding planning and being engaged are similar things that come up around the holidays and anticipating the holidays. You know, the main storylines in terms of family and expectations and the way these things are presented to us in the media and, and in social media and, and all of that, I think really is strong in both 
in both situations. So it's a good, it's a good conversation. Yes. No, I'm really excited. And we were kind of joking around before we sh- we started the show. And I told you that I was looking forward to this, especially <laughs> because I could, I've been feeling like I need like a dose of therapy and it's been, a, it's truly been a while for me. And I'm like, quote unquote, like a generally happy person, but I feel like I've been in an ick and I don't know if it's because of the holidays. I don't know if it's because of the seasonal depression, which I didn't even think happened to me because I actually really feel nice and warm and cozy when it gets dark late. Ugh. I know, but and then there's Carrie who's like, I I don't I, and I hate it. Oh, I just can't. I, <laughs> I feel because I get up so early anyway, and I anyway, and I feel like by four thirty five o'clock when it's dark, that it's like nine o'clock. And I'm just ready for bed. It's like the never-ending day. I'm exhausted tomorrow. <laughs> and look, and I, I think it, I think it's true. Okay, I think the the hits keep coming, right? We get the cold, we get the dark, and we get the the beginning of the holiday season. I mean, I saw Christmas decorations up the last week in October, and I was like, really? I mean, are we really having to start this? We haven't even had Halloween yet. Um, but I, I but I think it raises a good point, right? Which is that it is okay not to be super psyched about the holidays, right? I mean, maybe we just have to put that out there. Yes. That it is It is perfectly okay, maybe even normal. And despite what we are fed um, by, by the media and by uh, industry and by everyone who's trying to sell us something, um, that it is, it is perfectly okay not to look forward to this time of year. And I think normalizing that a little bit um, and, and maybe just lightening up that idea that, okay, maybe, maybe we dread it a little, maybe we're bummed out a little bit, but that doesn't have to be such, um, such a discordant experience. We don't have to feel so bad about feeling bad. And I think that helps. That does help, actually. I feel so much better about that. What? Um, <laughs> it's true. I seriously, I'm like, it's okay that I'm like not jumping up and down. Well, and it's what's interesting to me is, um, Dr. Tarnas, what is it about the holidays that people are, it just bums people out? Because it should be a happy time. Unless you're obviously dealing with a loss, um, you're... Uh, just, you know, seasonal depressive disorder. Um, did I say that right? Yeah. Um, what, what is it about the holidays that just gets people down? Well, I think what it is to me, the biggest factor is expectations, okay? And again, it's a lot of parallels with, with the stuff we talk about in terms of weddings and wedding yeah. planning. The expectation is that the holidays are supposed to be a happy time, right? That they're right. supposed to time they're supposed to be filled with you know joy and good cheer think of all the words that are associated with the holidays right the greatest joy good cheer all happiness all of those words okay and those whether we're conscious of it or not they they set up expectations of the feeling we're supposed to have and when the feeling we're supposed to have doesn't match up with the feeling we necessarily do have i think it it makes it worse it makes it that that we're somehow um, that we're broken, or 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 we're we're dysfunctional, or that somehow we're not meeting up to the way we're supposed to be, and I think that 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 can be really hard to cope with. Wow, uh, I think that can be really hard to cope with. That is, I feel like I just had an epiphany. <laughs> I well, and I think that that draws such a parallel to planning a wedding because yes. you you want that it has to be perfect. Sure. Not just because you're spending so much money, yes, but because this that's is what a, you're told. This is what you're supposed like it, everything is supposed to be perfect. It's your wedding day. It's you know we always talk about that. It's about the marriage and not just the wedding day. But um, it, do, is that right that that it's 
totally parallel with um, the like with the feeling yeah. of the holidays that everything's supposed to be perfect, That's and then people right. struggle with that. That's right. And again, it all comes down to expectations. And I think also when we think about the the issues that come into play, much like wedding and wedding planning, with the holidays, it's all intensified. You know, I mean, think about think about think about family issues. Think about I mean, even things like um, food and drink and body image. Think about the way that. Oh holiday parties and and you know holiday dressing and you have to look a certain way and you have to have a sparkly outfit and you have to you, <laughs> there's food and drink everywhere except you have to look great I mean it, it's all of these things that you know some are spoken and some are unspoken but it's this idea and you're supposed to have energy to go to a holiday party every night and you're supposed to throw a holiday party <laughs> and not be puffy from last night's party tomorrow's party oh my god that is invited to a party and you're desperate to go I'm already party. really tired <laughs> that is, oh my god Dr. Tarnas that is but wow I didn't even think about that like sometimes even getting dressed on a fat day you know oh, what I mean feels like shit and no one I'm hiding and maybe I'm having one of those today and I burn like 650 no, calories right. think I'm not fishing but like do you know what I mean like sometimes it just it's December nobody was good in December everyone's pale and pasty in December <laughs> well <and laughs> a cocktail dress Fuck that. And the gym, like, they, they put such focus on, it's the holidays, and, you know, this is how much, this is how much, like, even for Halloween, they have this thing where it says, if you eat one mini candy bar, this is how many burpees you have to do uh, to, to, like, make up for it. And if you, so it doesn't allow you to forgive yourself for just, it's no. one day, just eat the fucking Halloween Eat the fucking Halloween? enjoy it. Um, that's a whole other oh my thing. god that's another show but we'll have her but yeah. don't worry we'll keep talking we love we love dr charna so <laughs> seriously there's, there's always lots to talk about with body image but, uh, but i really do i really do think that gets kicked up around the holidays too right it's this sort of dichotomy of all this plenty and and everything you're supposed to indulge and enjoy but you're also supposed to look great and feel great and be your best self and and you know be generous of spirit i mean it's 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 it can be a really hard balance to establish and i think that you know when we're vulnerable to those issues which i mean who who of us aren't aren't you know in some ways vulnerable to those issues but sometimes when we're particularly vulnerable to those issues it can really really be um a, a source of of stress and of contention um, and, and like I said, it goes both ways. You have too many parties and too many things to do and too many social engagements. But on the other side of the of the coin, you can feel isolated and right. feel like, well, how come everybody has to too many social engagements and I don't have a party to do? Oh, and I don't, yeah, or, that's a good way of looking at it. Party with, or, um, you know, I, I don't have big holiday plans or travel plans. I mean, it's all of it. I, I think you can really highlight whatever it is that you're – sort of feeling already and I think we talked about this with regard to weddings it's it's it doesn't invent issues but it certainly brings up the ones we're feeling already and intensifies them I don't think social media helps no at all certainly it certainly does not first of all in so many ways I mean from a perspective of let's just start with consumerism right I mean I am not a social media person I, I don't I'm not on social media but just from um looking at my my emails my inbox is so flooded with buy this, sell this. You have to sell. <laughs> Did you say to sell? Right. <laughs> Hurry up and buy it because it's it's not even Black Friday. It's pre Black Friday. 
Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I think I got an email about Singles Tuesday, like <laughs> as opposed to Valentine's Day or something. I don't know, but everybody's trying to sell us something we think we we need or we're supposed to want, and it's 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 exhausting. Yeah. It's really exhausting. And, and you know, it's funny. I saw something, and I'm going to fuck up the quote, but it was like, you know, we also, like you said, we buy into this. We we shouldn't believe everything that we see in here, whether it's the TV movies or Facebook or Instagram. It's contrived happiness. And it's and, – and listen, I think there's a handful of people who post everything that they are feeling or they're having, like, the best fucking day ever – and they want to share it, but a lot of it's like, no, no, no. How many t- how many times did you have to take that picture before you posted it, or be- one of your kids blinked or didn't throw a fucking fit? Like, the, yeah. y- they you see perfection on the outside, and you don't know what they're feeling on the inside. And I've heard the term toxic positivity. Oh, I don't know what that means, Doctor Charnas. Do you know what that means? <laughs> well, I, I can I can I can guess, and and I you know I, I think that to me the the toxicity. It, it, where it gets toxic is when it's not authentic, right? right? Uh, exactly. Problematic exactly. for me, okay? It's it's wonderful to be happy, okay? And we're not um, dumping on people who actually enjoy the holidays. I no. Think I, I'd like to find one if I could, but <laughs> if there was a person out there who did enjoy the holidays, that's great, okay? And there are fun times and there are good elements of it, of course. But I think that that, that the, the positivity, the good cheer, the expectations become toxic when, when they're not when they're inauthentic or when they're not um, presented with a balance of reality with, with there's always the good side of the coin and there's always the bad side of the coin. And, and you know, when that is not um, emphasized, I think that's when it becomes toxic and that's, that's what leads to the setting up of these unrealistic expectations, which then leads to, you know, in the best cases, disappointment and the worst cases, you know, real depression and anxiety and other issues. Exactly. Well, and that's and that's a huge and I'm so glad to have you on and like talking about this, because I think the first step in any of this is being able to, hey, I really want to have this conversation because I do know that affects so many people. And like I said, I am a fairly happy person. You know, I I have a lot of energy. I work hard. (laughs) I put I know. Right. I work hard. I play hard. But then my my highs are pretty high and my lows are pretty low, like not suicidal thoughts low, but low enough where sometimes it's like oh god and it feels exemplified right now it does and Carrie's like are you okay it's like you know the last week and a half or so have been a little hard for me and I and my my mother-in-law actually told me that some children they used to say she said 40 years ago she's got this really bad Boston accent she's like 40 years ago they she remembered someone saying that like the time change doesn't affect kids right away but it takes like three or four days and it was interesting from the time change i felt it that and and then her voice was like ringing in my head like oh maybe maybe that's what's going on because you know i i couldn't quite put my finger on it i you know i'm i'm busy i'm having fun i you know I'm, i am taking care of myself i'm still exercising i mean i like to eat a little chocolate and drink a little booze but i i do balance it <laughs> sure no like i said i, I think it, it can be the trifecta and and yes we're, we're speaking to people in the in the northern part of the country but the and with the cold but it gets darker earlier everywhere and i, and I do I, I felt it too over the last few weeks um and, and i feel also generally a happy person but i it's it's just a sense of a pressure you know i i think about how much I enjoy the summer and I enjoy the summer because of the weather and it's sunny and warm and bright and all that. But also I love the summer because there are no holidays. Fourth of July, <laughs> I'm 
barbecue with your family on 4th of July. You can eat a hot dog and a beer by yourself and you're fine. Exactly. Unless it's your wedding anniversary like mine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> freedom to to separate yourself from that and then you know once that I think once that daylight saving comes and that time comes and and you know we start with all the holiday decorations and everything I think it can really hit us and again if we're not if we're not if we don't prepare ourselves for it and and accept it and maybe even anticipate it I think it hits us harder that's why these conversations are so important because that's what they do they help us to expect it and anticipate it so that we're better able to to deal with it is that how you would prepare yourself just kind of like the first step is acknowledging that it exists type thing I think that's absolutely right okay and again that that's that's about that's the idea of altering our expectations okay so instead of expecting that things are going to be great even though in the past maybe they haven't been recognizing that okay this this is a difficult time for me once the mid-november hits i feel my mood shift a little i know that stressors become more intense for me anticipating that before it, it doesn't mean necessarily that we're gonna um, not experience it, but I think sometimes we can mitigate the intensity of it. And also we can take a little bit of control over coping with it, right? Because this is a whole other category of discussion is, is how do we cope with these feelings, yeah. right? And I think that developing a relationship with ourselves where we have trusty dusty coping mechanisms that we know we can rely on and look some 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 are healthier and some are less healthy but having things that we know help us cope with these difficult feelings is a major um is a major win i think in 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 surviving and getting through that's a really good point it was uh, like i I've read a lot that like, you know, when you're when you feel depressed, you don't you're not interested in being engaged in the activities that you normally do. And it was funny because I told Carrie, actually, we talked before I went to the gym this morning and I take boot camp and I box. And like I said, I work out hard. Yeah, but you I, do. Yeah, girl. But I but I I enjoy myself, too. I love chocolate. I love booze. And I'm not you know, it is what it is. But I told Carrie today, I'm like, oh, I really don't want to go to, I don't want to go to boot camp. Da, da, da. And then like 650 calories later. And I felt so good after it was a really hard workout. I did challenge myself and I'm six weeks post-surgery. So I actually am starting to feel more and more like myself, but I couldn't, if I, if I gave into that feeling, that little voice in my head that said, just skip it. You got a lot going on today. I, I think I would have been feeling a whole hell of a lot different than I do right now. So it's, well, like you said, it's a trusty, dusty thing. I'm like, I will feel better. I have to go. And I think that, you know, again, I think that all these things go both ways, right? I think we have to, it's about, and I, and I feel this way so strongly with regard to everything wedding is that you have to know yourself. Okay, and, and, and self-knowledge and self-understanding helps us survive all of these things and, and thrive in all of these things. And to me, because I'm, I'm a boot camper too, I'm a hard worker outer, but this week in, in feeling sick, my, my coping was to say, you know what? It's okay not to go. You need to rest. Yeah, you need to take care of yourself and, and you're gonna get more out of an hour sitting and having tea and, and maybe meditating a little bit than you are by pushing yourself. So I, I think that sometimes it, it's, it's about um, just really knowing what you need, whatever that is in the moment and being able to allow yourself what that is, whether that's sometimes it's a push, sometimes it's a giving oneself a break and some self care. But I think that knowing 
being tuned in and working on tuning in with yourself enough to know what it is you need is, is really important and, and, and a real, um, a real uh, coping skill. Well, it, and it's funny, one of the other things I was reading, um, I found this quote that kind of stuck out to me. It's uh, the winter holiday season with celebrations like Christmas, Hanukkah, and Thanksgiving. For most people, is a fun time of the year filled with parties and social gatherings with family and friends. But for many people, it's a time filled with sadness, self-reflection, loneliness, and anxiety. And I mean, I think, you know, there's also on the total flip side, those people who kind of unfortunately have to deal with those ailments, I guess, anyway. And the loneliness piece and some of the research that I was doing, it was interesting saying kind of like get out of your shell. Don't succumb to your loneliness. Like raise your hand, talk to your friend, talk to someone else you suspect might be lonely. And it was uh, to me, that was just like, oh, it's such obvious advice. But I mean, it's it's powerful, too. It is. And it's, you know, it's, it's, and it's, it's not always easy to follow though, you know, and I, yeah. I think times that, you know, we all, in some ways we write our own stories, right. And, and we, and we live the lives we, 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 you know, sort of dictate things for ourselves, but sometimes circumstances are just such that you're going to be lonely and, and you, you, you can't necessarily, there isn't a shell to get out of. You just don't have these opportunities. And I, and I believe that people really do sometimes have those situations where they really just don't have people. And it's so, it's so common right now. I mean, I think that there's some article I read recently that there's just an epidemic of isolation and loneliness. Um, and, and it's real and, and we can have all the strategies in the world to try to reach out and that's all fine and well. But I think also sometimes we have to just sit back and sit with the fact that, that sometimes we get lonely and that there are people that are lonely and that it's, 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 it really is just a difficult thing. Um, and, and it's, it's sad. And sometimes we just have to kind of sit with that sadness a little bit. Why do you think it's worse now? I think you may have just said it. Like, why do you think it's worse now than it was years ago? I mean, it just seems like there's so much more and maybe it's because we're talking about mental health so much more now than, um, like the conversation, is about mental health just as important as you know physical health but but do you think it's worse now than it was you know years ago before social media i mean I, social media is just i mean I, I just think it's it's so it's such a toxic thing um yeah. and i and i am on facebook and sometimes i post and sometimes i don't and um but do you think that that has a lot to do with it like what is it that's attributing um Ever, people's loneliness, I guess. I, I think, you know, and, and you probably want to talk to a, you know, a, a sociologist. I think there are probably a, a range of sociological, economic, and, you know, political factors, okay, <laughs> that are contributing. <laughs> Sorry, I just choked on yeah, <laughs> You said political. And I, yeah. Well, yeah, but while people may be experiencing um, loneliness and isolation in different ways and more extreme ways, I mean, look, these are not new constructs. These have always been around. But I, I think that, first of all, I think I think the, the political climate right now in this country with such division and such, such intense anxiety level and such uncertainty and the things that, you know, we, we felt we could always depend on don't feel so dependable right now. My sense of things and sitting in my office with patients all day long every day 
is that people are really feeling that. And a sense of, you know, division, it, to me, is the opposite of a sense of community. So I think that I think that there's less of just a general, in the air, there's less of a sense of a community and more of a sense of division and opposition. Uh, and I think also that social media is a huge part of it because it gives us a sort of a, a surrogacy, uh, um, an alternative sense of community, wh whether it's false or not is, I guess, a whole different discussion. But it's a different kind of community where you're not, um, you're not in the same room necessarily. You're not, you're not uh, communicating face to face and, and, and talking. I think people are, how could people not be spending less time with their friends when they're communicating with their friends much in this way, right? I mean, it's got to, in a way, it's it's got to be somewhat of a zero sum game in some ways, and that we're communicating all these ways, so we're so we're not communicating in these other ways. Right. And I think we're getting these sort of pseudo connections that seem to be filling needs maybe in the moment, but maybe aren't authentically filling the the higher level needs. And I think as a result of all of that, um, we're more fractured than ever. And I think it's it, it contributes to that sense of isolation, and it's all highlighted this time of year. Yeah. I mean, and I, it's funny because I think when Facebook first came out or when I first got on Facebook, I thought it was amazing because you you're connecting with all these people that you went to high school with that you haven't talked to in years. You're finding connections that they have that you also have. It's a oh, it's such a small world. You have your friends and I we have mutual friends. But now everyone's just on Facebook and not actually talking to each to other. each other. Exactly. And same thing a little bit with Instagram. What I've been feeling too, it's like from uh, I I've been off social uh, off social media like the Instagram piece for a little bit, and I know I should be as bitchless bride and beyond. I really should be pushing harder. I should be pushing myself, but it's it's a struggle for me too sometimes because I'm like, oh my god, I need a fucking break. Like I I can't see something else that that's so beautiful or that's so this. And there's a few people that I follow that are just totally authentic and they're like you know what I'm having a shit fucking day who's with me I'm like me I'm with you but like I need to separate myself a little bit and it's hard because I'm supposed to be pushing out all this content but if I don't feel like I'm going to push something out there that means something I don't want to do it and I think that's what I struggle with and and I love what you talked about with the communication piece because I look at Carrie truly we've we've I can't believe we've only known each other like a year and a half at this point. But part of the reason I think our friendship has escalated is also because it, we're not just texters. Like, if I'm not with her in person, we are talking on the phone a thousand times a day. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And we have real conversation and we talk about or like, hey, like, I'll tell her like, oh, Chris, my husband. I'm like, oh, dude, I, you know, that dude, I'm, ah, oh, he's killing me, killing me, whatever. And she's like, I get it. I got a husband too. Like, and, but it's fun and it's nice. And it's, it's not just like the text going back and forth. It's like, this is how I'm feeling at this moment. And we're talking about it. Yeah. It's so much better. I think, sadly, I think it's increasingly rare. I really do. I mean, I have, you know, my patients range in, range in age from my youngest patient, I think is 19, you know, all the way up. And, and, you know, uh, my patients that are in their early 20s, if I say, oh, why don't you just call him or her in, in the context of a conversation about a, a relationship they're having, they look at me like I have a tw uh, three heads. <laughs> like, I, like I was suggesting that they have a threesome. I mean, that was that's the way they look at me when I say, why don't you just pick up the phone and call? It, it's, so, um, it's so out of the ordinary. It's so not the 
sort of norm in terms of mode of communication. And there's just no way that, that something's not getting lost by the fact that, you know, forget face to face, if we're not even communicating voice to voice, then we're losing, we're losing the emotion and the communication, oh, right? We have emotion in our voice and, and we have tone and yes. we have everything else that we convey through our, through our just our, our sense of self it just it just it cannot come through in in the written word in the way that you know or forget now it's like they're not even writing words it's now just symbols I, emojis right i don't even use punctuation anymore you don't i've noticed no, that i just can't be bothered i i do love the voice like i'd rather talk with somebody on the phone and not like dictate i have a friend and i michelle i love you but um who is constantly like she just dictates through siri <laughs> on text and I'm like, Oh, I understood half of what you said I, because it's so hard. Like it's just so hard to, it doesn't it, translate. It doesn't translate. But, yeah. and I do love, um, I love a voice like talking rather than, than texting because even though sometimes it's just easier to shoot a text, yeah. it's it, you're right. Like there's, there can be miscommunication. What was the tone and, and the connection and we get nuances of like, of grandeur <laughs> but like kids are misunderstanding oh each other all the time but so what can we do like let's clearly let's bring it issues. up but but you know what i think we kind of started to answer our own question so like if you're feeling like you're suffering a little bit through the holidays not just talk with someone i mean kind of like what we've been saying maybe talk on the phone definitely don't text but like go old school and get together for coffee or a cocktail or dinner or something that makes you feel happy and wear your fucking sweatpants because who can like break out of that norm a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if John would like it if I wore sweatpants to his holiday party. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, but I would like to. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, you know, dresses wear sweatpants aside because that, that's a whole nother. <laughs> Serious heels right. don't I, even. Um, but I, I think that um, the point is, is having a support system in place, okay? And look, that takes different forms for different people. For some people, it's their therapist. For some people, it's a support group. For some people, it's a friend. For some people, it's a sister, a partner, a neighbor, whatever it is. Having a support system in place is, or some people, it's their dog, you know? I mean, sure. whatever it is, I think that having a support system in place and being able to rely on that support system um, and 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 um, acknowledge when you need that support system is really important. And there are there are resources. Um, if, if you don't have people in your life, there are support groups. There are therapy groups. There's low cost therapy. There's um, things through schools and through hospitals, uh, you know, and through government organizations. There are all sorts of resources out there. There really are. And and people have to make use of them um, because that's what they're there for. Well, then can be a version of a support system. Well, and I, I love that you said that because it's like for people who don't have close family or friends and that's okay with them, but maybe this time of year especially hurts. It's, I think if there's, there's power in knowing that you're not alone. And, right. and I, I saw a friend who has a new baby and he is like ecstatic and he's cute and he's adorable and he's like over the moon. And I said, look, if there's ever a time that you don't feel that way, I just want you to know that you're not alone and that's okay. Like there are some days that are easier than others. And I think that's the same strategy here. It's like, you know, you have to manage your expectations. Like if we're going to get ahead of this, uh, the stress and anxiety, you know, we've talked about managing expectations. We talked about, I mean, maybe limit social media if that is a hot button for you. 
then don't go on as frequently limit your screen time and and truly remind yourself that that a lot of what you see is not really based in reality i mean i think everyone's just trying to keep up I think that's absolutely right. Look, I think taking a break from social media is almost never bad advice, right? Mm. I mean, <laughs> right? What you're not going to miss something if, 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 right? If you really need to know something, you'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> I think that I think it's never bad advice, and I think that it's not only it's not only the the um, expectations and the pressure and the perfection and the toxic positivity, which I love that idea, but but. Um, it's also the fractured attention, right? I mean, I, I sit, you know, I, I look at my husband sometimes and he has the television on, the iPad on, and the phone on. Oh and my. I'm, <laughs> you know, you're looking at three screens right now. This is just crazy. Our attention is so fractured. And to bring it back to, as we're saying, talking on the phone, interpersonal relationships, or even taking a walk and not looking down into your phone. You know, there are so many things that we can do out in the world that don't involve our screens. Absolutely. That we're able to, instead of having to be with what everyone else thinks and wants for us, God, then we can be with our own thoughts a little. Then we can work on our own expectations. I mean, it's really, it's really remarkable what what we forget happens when we when we stop looking at our screens twenty four hours a day. And so, I, I think the social media, you know, purge is really um, is really a great trick to have in the pocket. I agree with that. And and you know, it's so funny. I just saw a commercial. Yes, I actually watched a commercial probably because I couldn't get to the clicker in time but it did say true but it stopped me in my tracks and it was actually for bose and they had these headphones that was like siri or alexa generated so they showed everybody else walking to work or walking outside in new york city or something looking down at their phone and they showed the dude rocking these awesome headphones looking up and it was like he was the only one not looking at his phone because he could be like, hey, hey, Siri, play Jaguar Ma. Hey, Siri, like whatever, you know, or listen to this podcast or something like that. I thought that was such a brilliant. Listen to this podcast. Yes. I mean, this one in particular. Um, but no, but I think that's such a genius thing. And it's like it's kind of the same thing with your wedding. You know, we talked a lot about this the last time you were on, but like just bringing it a little full circle. If you are planning your wedding don't forget the power of the relationship, not only with your sick other, but like your bridesmaids, your family. You know, this is a big commitment everyone's meeting in, in like making to be part of your events and either financially or emotionally. And don't don't bring it. Don't dumb it down to text messages and don't like make it more personal. Like, and, and this is so well, sad. It makes it more meaningful. Well, and this, the sad, sad thing that's coming to my head is from You've Got Mail. <laughs> like, I, some of our listeners probably weren't born when that movie came out. But I remember he's, he's like, what's his face? Tom Hanks was like, it's not personal. And she's like, well, it's personal to me. And it's like, it, you know, it's business. It's not personal. It's like sometimes I think weddings and, you know, or family functions. Like I just sent out an evite for family and friends. And it I people are sending me the greatest, nicest messages. They're calling me be like, oh, my God, I can't come. I so wish I could. And it's just like a nice, like getting back to the basics is so, it's basic. And it's so nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I mean, look, you know, the underpinning of all of this is to try to get the best out of our interpersonal relationships, even if they're complicated. So I think, you know, um, not taking that for granted, not sort of indulging the isolation, not indulging the fractured attention, um, being able to, um, 
not always feel too busy to spend time with friends and family. I mean, that's important too. I mean, I think this epidemic, not only an epidemic of loneliness, I think there's also an epidemic so of, of busyness, right? Where we're, and, I, and I'm, I'm guilt, so guilty of yep. it too. Somehow I always feel so busy. How am I so busy all the time? You know, <laughs> I, I'm doing, I don't even know what I'm doing. I so busy all the time. And, 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 you know, it, it becomes sort of the shorthand for, you know, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do that. But, um, you know, yes, we think about the ways the holidays are difficult, but we can also flip it around to look at the ways in which there are opportunities. And maybe there is a way to, to slow down a little bit or to um, try to enjoy the time with friends and family, to try to indulge the, you know, the idea of, uh, can you believe it's a revelation to walk down the street and look up instead of look at your phone? Um, but I guess <laughs> it is now. Um, but to, to, you know, Smell the roses, or whatever the Christmas version. Those <laughs> smell the poinsettia. I actually love. Um, well, and and I, you know, I love Hanukkah. I mean, not Hanukkah. I love Hanukkah, but I love Thanksgiving because there's no, there are no gifts attached to it. Yep. There's no pressure of buying anybody anything. There's no religious affiliation um, with Hanukkah or Christmas. I mean, I go into like a Target and I see one roll of wrapping paper that's for Hanukkah, and that pisses me off but <laughs> um, another show but that's all <laughs> but like thanksgiving it's the only time my family my sisters are all in together i have three sisters it's the only time we're all together um and you know with my mom and it's like it's just it's nice it's really really nice for everyone to be together and it's so easy just to like stuff our faces and and just you know but but it is it's a good reminder to slow, even on Thanksgiving just to slow down and enjoy the people that you're with reconnect and reconnect sure and look i think everybody has their particular triggers i think thanksgiving for me is a lot harder than christmas hanukkah you know i'm jewish so none of that hot christmas is not a real thing thanksgiving uh, and <laughs> me thanksgiving is much more complicated because it, it it feels like more of a real holiday and has to be negotiated to split with my my family my husband's family other versus my father you know all of that um so i i think we all have our um you know points of contention that are more difficult than others and i think again expecting that and, and anticipating that and knowing that and being okay with knowing that okay well this one's harder for me than that one or, and so I'm going to really enjoy the one that I can enjoy and, and I'll muddle through the rest I mean it's sort of like we got to pick or choose our battles and we have to know we have to know what's going to be harder for us and anticipating that really helps that and and you know what what might be and what we just perfect example like what might be a great thing for me might not be great for you and you know, somebody posted this on Facebook and I, I just pulled it up again. It's like, check on your strong friends, check on your quiet friends, check on your happy friends, check on your creative friends, check on each other and like know that, and I'm adding to it, but know that, you know, I might love Thanksgiving, but you might not. And there might be something hard for somebody, for Deb, and there might be something hard for me, you know, in, in other holidays. So, um, just, it, it's just such a good reminder to have that, to have that self-awareness. I, yeah, well, it's so funny because I just said this to Erica, who was on a few weeks ago, and I, I said, you got to check on your strong friends, too, because I told her I had a really bad day last Monday, and I actually shared this with Carrie and with Erica and my friend Charlotte and anybody else and and Stacy and um <laughs> and those are my people, but it was funny. They're like, well, why didn't you reach out? And right. it's, I didn't. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I actually don't know why I didn't. Because I we don't I, like to reach out. Maybe there was like a little bit of shame attached. Like, hey, you're pretty happy and you're confident. And 
if you're not those things, I don't understand how to help you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just fucked up. It's weird. <laughs> I get it. Right? I don't know. Absolutely. I think I'm guilty of that too. You know, um, being more of the of the container and the the helper and the caretaker. Yes. Than- receiver of those things um but but what else to say about that is that other than we all need it we all need help we all need to be taken care of we all need support we whether what you know whether how you know some some of us are better at asking for it than others but we all need it we all could benefit from it and i love the idea of of you know being there for all the different kinds of people in our lives the yes. ones that are the ones that scream for it and the ones that are quieter it doesn't necessarily mean that one needs it more than the other um, and I think, you know, being there for each other as much as we can. Absolutely. Oh my God. I like, I might be in love with you, Dr. Trennis. I mean, we don't have a therapy relationship, so I'm thinking that's okay. <laughs> that's another show maybe. Um, but Carrie, it's funny, Carrie and I are in the midst of planning a trip soon to New York and we will definitely reach out to you and, and I'd really love to get a cocktail or coffee and just dish. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just I'm like, here waiting for you guys. Absolutely. Like, seriously. So let's do a highlight. So this is the highlight reel. Uh, the, the last thing I want to leave our audience with is like, okay, we've talked about all this shit. And some of my ways of getting through like Thanksgiving are going to be different than Carrie's or different than yours, Dr. Charnas. And, you know, just different ways. Like for me... I'm so sick of fucking pumpkin pie that I ordered my favorite, favorite cake from my wedding cake shop. I Oh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, I don't fuck I around. Get it. I got it. I got a, a chocolate mousse cake with a vanilla and chocolate cake. And it looks like a turkey and they had the best frosting in the whole world. Wait, wait, icing on the cake? Icing on the cake in Newton. And she'll be on the show one day soon. Save me. Oh my God. It is so fucking good. And, but that, but I, it's such a silly thing. Cake makes me happy. So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing it to Thanksgiving. But I think, I think, you know, just kind of circling back, we have to manage our expectations. Like you said, it, it's almost like knowing is, is half of this. Like, okay. You know, for you, Dr. Trennis, Thanksgiving is difficult just because you have to be four different places at once and it's like more of the negotiation. You know that going in. And like for you, Carrie, it's a nice time. Put down your phone, reconnect with your sisters. But like Christmas and everything in between, you know, all those holidays, it's like I think we also have to remember maybe take a break from social media. Maybe if you're going on 20 times a day, which is a thing. Maybe go on five or maybe skip a day or maybe, you know what I mean? Take, continue your self-care. Keep exercising. I learned today. I truly don't want to go today and I feel like a different human being. Like we take on too much, like, like, yeah, just say no. And like, you know, Dr. Trina said too, therapy, talk to your therapist. If you don't have one, reach out to the, the outreach groups. You are not alone. And like, I can't stress that enough because there are sometimes where we feel like alone in this vacuum that we're the only ones feeling this way and if we just kind of talked about it i think we'd all realize that you know what everyone has a shit day totally. <laughs> and it's okay to wear um sweatpants <laughs> i didn't sanction that by the way yes i'm gonna say dr charnas said it was okay don't worry My about therapist it, said it was okay, John. Th- <laughs> you know what's so funny is that i i had some friends over i don't think i have sweatpants actually i have one really pair. carrie no, I, have, I have leggings I okay have one pair you have leggings i'm like John. you don't have fucking sweatpants i have leggings i'd like to wear those oh my oh god anyway <laughs> I can't compute that, but all, all I'm saying, I had friends over a few weeks ago and it was like a cold Sunday night, one of those, and it was fucking dark. 
And there was a few families that came over to my house. And I literally sent the text out to everyone that said, I've not gotten dressed all day. <laughs> and I'm not planning to for you guys to come over. And everyone showed up in their sweatpants. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best day of my Why life. Not? Well, I mean, they're my friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not trying to impress them. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got my lipstick and my shoes, but today. <laughs> but I think it brings it back to a good point, okay, which is something I want to add to the, the highlight reel, which is part of the work here, okay, part of why the holidays are difficult is because they highlight things that we're uncomfortable with in our lives, right? Oh, they yeah. Issues with our family or issues with our food and eating or our romantic relationships or our body, whatever it is. It Just like the wedding, it, it brings up things that we're already struggling with for the most part, okay? And I think that... The, the work for that, yes, it's about getting through the holidays, but it's also about trying to be okay with those things about yourself, right? And that's oh. not just holiday work. That's the whole, that's that's the work for our lives, trying to be okay with who we are and tolerate the things we struggle with. And, and I think that that's that's what's going to help the most in dealing with all of these things, if, whether it's the wedding or Thanksgiving or Christmas or everything in between. It, it's it's working on self-acceptance and being okay with who we are and, and tolerating the things we struggle with. And I think that that's just, just a really important point to make. Oh my God. You are truly amazing. Seriously. I think we're going to wrap it up because I can't top that. <laughs> and I don't, and Carrie's like shaking her head. I think every light bulb in the studio just went off with, with your highlight reel. So seriously, thank you. And, and my pleasure, I, I really mean it. We're going to have you back on uh, really, I think because I think our audience needs a dose of therapy every now and again and everything that you said is resonating uh i think we're going to be thinking about this a long time after this podcast ends so dr Turnus, how can people find you i mean not on social media but if they're like hey i'm in new york or i want to have a call with you how do <laughs> you're saying or have a coffee with you a coffee a drink <laughs> You can Google me. I am Googleable. I am not hard to reach. I am my office is on Park Avenue. I am around. I am not hard to find. Awesome. And actually, that's how I found you. I read one of the articles that you contributed to for the New York Times, and I Googled you and found your phone number. And and you know what I did? I called her. I didn't email. I actually picked up the phone and cold called her and asked her to be on the show last year. That Wait, is how I found Dr. Charnas. Human yeah. contact. Human contact. And we and like we talked like this for a good hour. I'm like, all right, I think we're good. <laughs> I think. <laughs> she, uh, um, she's adorable Carrie just googled you and saw your picture and she's like and you're super cute yeah. <laughs> thanks guys well thank you for ha or thank you for being here and letting us uh, kind of you know answer all our burning desires and needs for coping and getting through the holidays and truly appreciate your strategies and your insight uh, you can find me at hello at bitchlessbride.com on the socials at bitchlessbride. Don't forget, if you give us a listen, we love your feedback. Um, don't hesitate to give us five stars, write a kick-ass review, and tell us anything you think we could be doing better, too. Right in. Right in. Right in. Yeah. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everybody. And stay mentally healthy. Woohoo!